Hey guys, I'm Jake. And I'm Maverick. Man, I have always wanted to be the host of this thing and take this podcast in the right direction, but I only, I only have one one podcast to host, so I'm going to try to make it count. But hey, we are the GBC Empower podcast. We've put out several episodes now, and uh, we've heard a lot of great feedback from people uh, about the different topics that we're going over. But one thing that we've been trying to do is get people from our church to come on and share a little bit about themselves and how they're connected to GBC. Uh, We've had Brett speak and Ryan, our children's minister and worship pastor, but we can't let our our normal host go by because honestly, Maverick, you're not just a podcaster. You do have a day job, right? No way. I didn't know that actually. You do. You do. So uh, Maverick, uh, you've been our youth minister for several years now, but Mm -hmm. some people may be new to our church and would like to know a little bit about you. So tell us your background and how you got connected to becoming the youth minister here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, which I, I did get to share my testimony when I first got on staff, but that was a while ago now. So I'll kind of very briefly share that I did not grow up in a church home, which if you listen to the podcast, you know me, you understand. Uh, and then my dad got saved uh, a few years before I did, about three. And he worked at a, at a gym uh, at Nautilus and Denison. And a guy from Georgetown, uh, he was training him, invited him to the church. We came. Um, my dad came, really loved it. And then he heard about the Mexico mission trip, which we still go on as a church. And he made me, his uh, wife, uh, my sister, and myself, we went on that mission trip. And uh, it was exciting. It was new. Um, like I said, not a Christian going on a mission trip. Let me tell you, that's a weird, weird experience. But the church uh, just piqued my interest a lot. Like the way the people love from Georgetown, the way the people acted in Mexico, it just really caught my attention. And third time's a charm. My third time going on that mission trip, we went three years in a row. And uh, that is when I gave my life to Christ at the end of that mission. And I started coming to Georgetown's youth group and Sunday service, uh, like literally when I got back off that plane. Wow. So you grew up coming to Georgetown. And, you know, there are some people I know that can say this, but you're a person that went through the youth group. Mm -hmm. Um you know, left the youth group once you graduated high school, but came back and eventually became the youth minister. Is that how you had it written in your cards? (laughs) Not at all. It was not on my bingo card, not on my parlay, nothing like that. (laughs) Uh, I got to call to youth ministry uh, about a year or two after I got saved. It was about a year uh, after I got saved. And um, the the goal was, I mean, well, to keep growing in my faith and to keep seeking this call that God had on my life. Cause I barely have been to church and God called me to vocational ministry. I'm like, I barely know what our youth pastor does. I've only been here a year. So I just started seeking, talking to my youth minister, talking to other youth ministers, talking to pastors, and really just trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean? And it was it was fantastic. As soon as I would tell people basically about my call, they were fully invested in a, in a helping me and understand this more and how to grow not only in my walk but how to grow my walk and to take this call seriously. 
And uh, when I graduated, I started, uh, went to college, started helping uh, out a church, a really, really small church, ended up becoming the minister there, um, part-time minister uh, at another church in Pottsboro. Who was who? It was really small. It started out like with three kids, got it to six, doubled their growth. It was fantastic. Um, went there for about two years, and then God called me to Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, clear as day. And that's where I thought, okay, this is where I'm going to reside. Uh, I was going to basically be there a year, propose to my now wife, and she was going to move out to Albuquerque with me. And like, boom, the rest is history. And 2019 December hits, and God like called me back to Texas. Like it was clear as day. And I was like, there's no way I'm going back without a job. The youth minister here at Georgetown recently left. Everybody was asking me, are you going to apply? Are you going to apply? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not the guy they're looking for. Cause I was 21 years old. Uh, I didn't have a college degree. Like, like I, I basically went to churches who were investing in me and taking a chance. And Georgetown is historically known for having these already just fantastic ministers. Like if you look at our youth pastor ministers and you look at a bunch of others, but really our youth pastor ministers, they were all super solid, super great experience. And I'm just like, no, that's where God has them going. And so I, I lined up a job in Frisco. I come back and I'm kind of already discouraged and, God was like, hey, give Georgetown a call. And I, I, I call Bobby, who's the pastor at the time, and we have lunch. And basically, it's like this interview process. And then little do I know, I get offered a job, and then it just keeps growing, keeps growing. And I've been here since January of 2020. Wow. Man, I love that story because you didn't think this is what God had written on the cards. At God, all. God did. Mm-hmm. And... um showing that God's call is all that matters. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't look the way that you thought it would look, you've just tried to be faithful in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've gotten to know you over this past year and a half and, um, you know, grateful for the opportunity to work with you. Grateful for the teenagers. You know, I have two, two that are one that just became a teenager yeah. and one that's going to be, mm-hmm. and, um, thankful for the way you connect with our young people. But, um, you know, like all of our ministers, we, we're called to the whole church. Yes. But I know you get to work with our teenagers and we've got some great adults that help with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really good group of students. And, uh, you know, a youth minister has kind of like a job, like a high school or college football coach. <laughs> they have, they have people that come in and then by the time they really begin to catch hold of the vision, they graduate yeah. and you've got to continue to be pouring into the next group and the next group and next group. So what's going on with our student ministry as of today? And what are some things that you're encouraged by and want people to know about? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, the youth, man, like, I, I don't just say this lightly. We are in such a healthy, healthy season Um, so I'm one who, when I came in, I like a very relational ministry, uh, and it's because of where I started. When you have a youth of three kids, you almost need to know every single thing about those kids. You need to be going to their events. You need to, you need to like, that's your group. So at the small church you were at, you had a, you started with a youth group of three. Yes. Okay. And so, um, 
and that's just carried over. So when I got here, um, and it's not that they weren't already doing this. I was just like, no, this, this is what I'm going to highlight the most. And it couldn't have happened at a better time because boom, then we hit COVID, you know, and me and my team, we've just been really developing uh, relationships with these students who are graduating and we keep the relationship after they graduated. And we're also making relationships with with the middle schoolers that we have. Well, fast forward to today, the middle schoolers we were pouring into, they're now in high school. And uh, even my team pours into the Path 56 ministry, the children's ministry. And now fast forward, a lot of them are in youth today. So a lot of, or most of the kids who are in our youth have already had a point of contact with us before they've even stepped foot into the chapel and who are excited. And what's great about that is as we know the kids, well, then they're really excited to tell their friends like, hey, you need to come here because here's what Georgetown has to offer. It's a community. It, it, you lead, literally can come in and you will be welcome no matter what stage of life you're in. And then the second thing is we just dive in through the Bible. Like even when we do our events, even when we do fellowship, the Bible and Jesus will always be the center of everything we do. And that is the most crucial thing in a church. And I know it sounds, you know, not crazy to say, but you'd be surprised. And um, as we've been doing that and making that the center, we can entertain the kids. But if we base a youth ministry based on entertainment, well, how much different are we than the world? Because that's what the world's offering these kids is entertainment. And let me tell you, we can't compete with the world on an entertainment basis. But what we can do is we can provide truth. That is what we have that is different than anything else. So when the student comes and they hear about the relationships, they hear that you can come just as you are. Well, what gets them to stay? Well, yes, we're welcoming. Yes, we're loving. But every single Wednesday, we provide truth and gospel. So not only are we going to know the kids' names, they're going to hear a gospel message every Wednesday, every Sunday, every time that they see us. And that's the truth. And that's what gets them to stay. So right now, our youth, man, they're they're just fantastic. Uh, we've done discipleship two times now, both times. It's been absolutely fantastic. We're starting a youth leadership ministry that will help uh, serve the youth itself and help serve our church. Uh, they know how to uh, preach the gospel. They're taking the now middle schoolers underneath their wing, teaching them just about the Bible. So they're not even just hearing it from me. Like our youth right now is such in a, in a health, healthy spot and we're seeing growth um, that will be long-term, not necessarily like an explosion of just 100 kids. We have kids who are going to, once they come, they're going to stay, and they're going to bring, and it's just like this healthy, consistent growth. And um, it's been challenging at times, um, but God has always been grateful and blessed us with seeing uh, just the harvest of our labor because it's not easy. Well, I find a lot of encouragement from what you're saying one is a father who has kids that are in your ministry and mm-hmm. Brett Gabbert's children's ministry. And, but secondly, I grew up in a very entertaining youth group. Yeah. I was, we were entertained and now our youth minister was wonderful and he shared the gospel and mm-hmm. he did a great job, but the culture of the youth ministry before he even came was we need to get these kids here. We need to have a whole bunch of kids and we need to just entertain them. And, 
you know, now I'm 36 and Mm -hmm. all those kids that were in that room are now moms and dads. Yeah. And if you entertained us for all those years, how are we going to raise our children? Mm -hmm. And, and I know a lot of people that are suffering as a result of just not being poured into. So, you know, as the pastor of the church, I am so thankful and excited to know that when uh, one of our parents bring their teenager to your ministry, that teenager is not just going to be entertained and, and yeah. we're acting like we're not having fun. Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> we are. It, it's like when we talk about the early church, the early church people had fun and we, we took that and we ran with it and we kind of ran with it too far. Mm. Um, and a good word. When you, when you, when I, I remember being 19 talking to a bunch of youth pastors and they were, I was in a meeting and it was just like, man, what games are you running? And I heard them just say, these crazy outrageous games, like, like, I don't know. I'm not that creative, but it was just, it was kind of fantastic. And they're like, well, what do you do? And I was like, oh, we just, we went through the book of John <laughs> and like, they would look at me like I was crazy. And I'm not saying what they were doing was wrong. It was just like, there's a balance, but like when you are following God and you're, you're presenting truth, like our youth group is like the early church when they get together they just have a grand old time. And when I say amen, they want to hang around the church, even even the kids who maybe have only been there once or twice. Like they want to hang around. And it's not just because the friends are there. They're, they're meeting other people and our youth who have been there for a while are reaching out to them, talking to them, and, and the whole nine yards. And it's just, it's a really good place to be. Well, we live in a culture that is, easily the most entertained. Yeah. And I don't mean just young people. I mean, anyone who's living now, I can seek entertainment anywhere and everywhere. And yet, uh, you know, depression cases are rising. Yeah. Do you think teenagers are attracted to truth? Oh, because of the way our world is now. Most definitely. Everything they see is false. Everything they see is loud noise and fancy lights and fancy cars and and all these things that like it it's like the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, it, it the Hebrew word you know you read it vanities of all vanities. The Hebrew word is hevel and hevel means smoke. They see smoke all around them and when they try to grasp it, well, can you grasp smoke? You can see it, but you can't ever attain it. We're offering something that is attainable. And here, and here's here's the crazy part, and and I do take I'm I'm excited about this. Um, I heard a kid, uh, and we were talking, and it's a it's a kid I have a relationship with outside of church, and I was like, man, like, why don't you come on Wednesday nights? Like, I know what you're going through. Like, why don't you come? I mean, we can see each other weekly, twice a week if you really want to. And he goes, Maverick, if I come to that church, I might get saved, and that scares me. Wow. And, and I'm just like man, that's real. Like that's real. And, and, and it's, and, and he, hear me out. It's not what I'm doing is like, I'm just the best. No, 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 no. We're offering truth. And like me and my leaders and our, and our, and our youth are grasping hold of the fact of like, we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to live out the gospel and we're going to let God be God and him take care of that. And that's the truth that we're offering. And so it's just, it's really great. And, um, like I said, I, I keep saying it, it's just a really great place to be because it's happy, but it's just truth. I mean, that's what it is. Well, I'm I'm going to have one more question, but yeah, before, before I ask that, 
if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, I want to get, I want to get my teenager plugged in to the reach student ministry. Tell, tell our listeners when, when you offer things and what they are. That's a great, I should have started with that. That's, That's good. Okay. Um, so we meet Wednesday nights from six thirty to seven thirty. but let me tell you, let me tell you a little secret. That's not a secret. If you drop your kid, because our adult classes start at six, guess what? We're there at six at the, in the gym and all the youth know that the reason why we say six thirty, and there is a reason is because athletic sports get out really late. And if we say six, um, some people will be like, well, I'm missing 30 minutes and I don't want to show up. So we do the opposite. We don't, we're going to go from six 30 to seven 30, but your child is we really meet from six to seven 30 and that six o'clock to six 30 time. We, we hang out in the gym, we play football, we play games, we fellowship. And it, and it's really, that's the fun and the joy that we have together. And then if you, if your child is in athletics or in an extracurricular activities and they can't get there till six 30, well, that's where we meet in the chapel. Uh, so if you're there at six, we walk over to the chapel. If you get there at six 30, you can just come to the chapel. And that is where we start just our worship time, our Bible reading time, our devotion time and our prayer time. Like that is the, that is the deal. And then we end, uh, really hard at seven 30 because I want to be respectable of the students times. Cause I know that they have school, they have homework, they need a shower, they need to eat the whole nine yards. And so it's from six 30, seven 30, but really it's from six to seven 30. Nice. And then Sunday mornings at 9am we do Sunday school. And that is, that has become one of the sweetest times ever. We just dive deep in the Bible. We do a whole lot of getting to know each other in the Sunday school realm. So if they want to come on a Sunday school, it's a little smaller of a group and it's more um, intentional. It's more fellowshipy and you can do both. And is the best way to do it. It's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, you have events throughout the year, yep. uh, but those are the two regularly occurring events that a student can go to yep. and get plugged in and get to know uh, all the awesome people. So my last question is simply, where is our student ministry going in your eyes? That's, that's a great question. So we are um, doing our discipleship for the second time. And the goal is after this discipleship, we will have enough students who've gone through discipleship to basically do a youth leadership team. And why I bring that up is because where I think God is leading us next is, um, excuse me, God is giving us a really, really healthy ministry where our focuses are, are fully, fully on him. I, th- I believe so. And why we can always be healthier and we're always striving to be healthier and always striving to be more like Christ, even in our ministry is now it's the time where these students now who are discipled will be able to not only preach the gospel out to their school, because that's where we're trying to reach these kids. They can reach them at the school and then they can bring them to the church because here's, here's the cool thing about students. And maybe you don't think it's cool. Maybe not. Here's how you get students. Now you can plan the funnest event in the world. But if they don't know someone who is going, like like Jake, let's say we're friends in high school and I don't know you're going, guess what? I'm not going. And so our students are grabbing hold of this. And so our students will now basically have like these challenges of uh, like, hey, are you coming to Wednesday nights? I'm driving you. Like, So our students now will be kind of our outreach motives because me and my team we can only do so much we're not in the school every single day we can't be in the school every single day so where we're going is 
is building students up for two things. One, uh, God's commission that he's given us to go out into the world and outreach and, and preach the gospel and also teach discipleship because they will be able to do that after the during this youth leadership time. And then um, the second thing is to to learn what it's like to be a true church member, to serve in our church, uh, to be a part of the community, and and um, and be honest with you guys, how to tithe, how to give, like how to be a healthy church member the way God wants us to be, so that they when they graduate high school, they have all the tools in their belt to go be just a functioning church member either here at at, at Georgetown or wherever God takes them. You know, if you're listening to this, I encourage you to pray because what Maverick's talking about and what our student leaders are trying to do is prepare these students to be fully functioning members of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And uh, our enemy doesn't like that, doesn't want that. And um, no, I, I am so excited about the future of our student ministry. And I mean, even the president of our student ministry, we've got some really good kids that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic. They're, they're not just at church... Uh, for, you know, just to see their friends, even though there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got some students that, that just desperately love Jesus. And, um, I'm excited. And, uh, if you have any more questions, you know, you can call Maverick, uh, you can call up here at the office, email him, catch him at a service, but please be praying for our student ministry. Pray for adults to fill the calling to, to be a part of helping our student ministry. Because like Maverick said, uh, it takes pouring into these students and the students are doing the, the good work of bringing other students. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. And so I'll, I'll kind of end with this. I've talked a lot, but I get really, really passionate about youth because that's what God's called me to do is if you want to be a part of this, man, please come find me. We can always need help. We always need help. These kids need people who love them. And, and Jake used a great analogy at the start. A coach or mentor, whatever you want to call it, is one of the most important roles uh, in a young person's life. You have your mom, you have your dad, and your your kids look up to you. I, I want you to know that your kids look up to you, but your kid also looks up to their coach. Their kid also looks up to their mentor big time. I remember all my coaches. I remember all of them. And if I want you to be praying about whether or not, like, does God want you to serve in this kind of aspect? Is this something that you can kind of do of just coming up? And it's a really easy job. You come up here on Wednesdays, you come up here on Sundays, and you just pour into the kids' lives. You just be a good mentor for them, and you help them, and, and you're just a you're a person they see weekly, and you'd be surprised with how important that is to just be there for a student weekly and how a, how God can use that to bless their life tremendously. Well, it's exciting, church family. So join me in prayer for this awesome ministry. Maverick, thank you for letting me be on the other end of this podcast. No Uh, problem. Maybe someday I can, I could be the host again. I don't know. Might might (laughs) cause too many problems, but uh, church family, we will see you next week.